Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Saturday, what a day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Feller. Luke Moore's here. Saturday rights all right for rambling. And Jim Campbell. Heyo. This is the penultimate day of of three games uh, nicely staggered a day. Right, I don't yeah. know why I said Saturday right's all right for fighters. I meant to say Saturday night. Sorry, everyone. I thought you said Saturday night's oh, all right. I could have started it out then, couldn't I? But, uh, but, okay. but you've been honest. I have. And yeah. honesty is what we value it's, most. At it's the, the best Rumble. policy. I feel like Elton John would appreciate that more. I think he would too, yeah. Than the reference. Yeah, um, I wonder if he's enjoying the World Cup. Big, big Watford fan, of course. I'm sure he is. Yeah. And so you say, sorry, it's the penultimate day where we're having three games. Uh, right? Well, at one o'clock, four o'clock, seven o'clock. Oh, because o'clock. the other the final group games have to be played at the same time I think on yeah. Monday we were, we go to 3 and 7 o'clock in our second screen culture though it's alright isn't it I know Jim, one on the TV one on your laptop but not, I saw, a no, not a problem because you get sort of quite entrenched in, in this you think to yourself why on earth is, what am I to do mm. at 1 o'clock in the afternoon why, yeah. why are people offending me the good viewer by not having a game early, and I'm going to answer, wait till three. And my answer to that is: What will we do at one o'clock? Have you no, have you seen the Sky Sports series, the Premier League years? <laughs> <laughs> Watch those in order yeah. from one o'clock, and then three o'clock you'll be ready to go. Do they still have net busters? 
I don't think they do no, it. No, I don't think they Premier do. League Netbusters, they've, they've changed that. It's now like Premier League 100, which is like the 100 people, people who've scored 100 goals, yeah. Mm, right. Anyway, there's no time for Premier League. Yeah, I don't now. even know what that is right now. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. this foreign muck you talk of. Get a a deep, distant memory of mine was there used to be club football at one point. But Absolutely. Yeah. But it's international football, it's here to stay. And uh, and Switzerland are making a big splash in international football. Great win for them. It yeah. was a lovely game. Right, no, I'm sorry. I'll rephrase that. It certainly was not a lovely game. No. But it was a very enjoyable game for the neutral and uh, for the Swiss. Uh, and, you know, they could even top the group, Switzerland. Well, they're hard to beat, aren't they? They're sixth in the world, as we've we spoken about before. Yeah. And they lost one in 24 know, or something? Yeah, they, yeah. They, this is it. They are, they, they, they just, they, they don't lose. They're very, very difficult to beat. They're a very stubborn team. Jim, can I be honest with you? Mm-hmm. I underestimated them. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Do, do you think to. You uh, of all people. <laughs> I think I I did as well. Do you think people have? I know it's only one game we're talking about here. Um, do you think people have underestimated Switzerland and overestimated Serbia? Uh, I absolutely think that as well. Because the thing is, um, they're not a particularly flashy team, are they? Switzerland. They've got um, they've got Jordan Shakiri as their main man, who we well, he, know is a very mercurial player. He so provides you, the flash. Yeah, but he doesn't always do it. So it's not it's not a game where you're going into that thinking it's a war. Shakiri's gonna gonna tear them up today. Looking forward to that. You think well, he might do that? But he does have a bit yeah. of World Cup pedigree. Score. He does. Was it the only? I think Alan Shearer, when he looked back in the archives, the only all left footed hat trick at the World Cup or something Isn't like that. that. Right. That's you know. Great. I think so. That would be his fourth World Cup goal, unless he got another one, which I can't remember. Well, he got the, the he got that overhead kick in the Euros as well, didn't he? Was that was that the Euros? Or was that, that the World was the Cup? Euros? You see, he, he does yeah. like a tournament. Yeah. All of this um, throws into stark focus the level to which he was an absolute disgrace at Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely it does. Yeah. He's essentially a championship player. Yeah. yeah. He is right now. I mean, I'm sure he'll get a move at I, some I, point. Again, but. I don't know what the championship is, but. Yeah, I was going to say. I like Marcus. Can I just say also. On, get in this. That, um, you said Switzerland could top the group. They could. On the running order, and I've really enjoyed this, you've put. They could top the group if they win big against already relegated Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> bit, bit of club football referencing going on there. So Costa Rica are going to be playing championship football next season they as are. well. I'm a bit annoyed at Grant Xhaka for scoring that excellent goal and not saving that up for whoever his club side are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. a lovely one from him. Mm. I mean, it was. It, it, he feels to me, and you would have seen him more closely than I have, Jim, but to me he feels like a uh, one in every 40 that will go in. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe a little lower than 40, but... Um, yeah, th- th- that's not a regular. But a thing. bit of extra bite for um, Granit Xhaka and Jordan Shakiri uh, playing against Serbia, as we saw from hands, their celebrations, um, which made the game. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but it made the game quite snappy. Quite, oh no, no, quite... no, you're not. That that definitely did. Yeah. And do you know what? I I actually forgot about that. And even the the manager of Switzerland, I think, was born in the in the Balkan region yeah, in Europe. Yeah. So th- there there was an extra bit of spice. The Serbian fans booing Shakiri who has a Kosovan flag stitched into or stitched on one of his boots. Mitrovic I think said before the game, well if he, if he loves Kosovo so much why didn't he go and yeah. play for them? Get the old Kino out. Yeah. That's what Keane said about Vieira about uh, <laughs> yeah. Senegal. Senegal. Yeah. 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 Although didn't uh, Vieira say well if Roy Keane loves Ireland so much why didn't he play for them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so there was added spice. Absolutely no doubt about it. Which, but Pekovic uh, didn't refuse to get involved really, didn't he? He's he's I think he's Bosnian born. I think is he right? Yeah, he refused to get involved when asked about it. Probably a wise idea. Yeah, well, he, he said, which I think is, I guess, in the context of the World Cup is, and I think he was probably mindful of potentially FIFA getting involved in a political. Well, uh, he said, "I'm I'm a sporting man. I'd like to stick to sport." Yeah, uh, dodging dodging that bullet. Yeah, no thanks. As he said, while well, he he clenched his fist in the air. <laughs> yeah, but, um, and so he should because it was a great win. If we're talking about Shakiri being Switzerland's main man. Who's Serbia's main man? I think we all know that. Yeah. The uh, 
the, the wrestle to the ground, <laughs> Alexander Mitrovic. Outrageous. What a great header, though. i yeah. tell you something, game of two halves this, and we've seen a few of these, of course, in the tournament so far. Uh, Serbia looked brilliant in the first half, and, and you thought to yourself, actually, they could kick on here. Mitrovic got his goal, he, he looked, he, he just causes a problem. For, for so many defences mm. and uh, and it was lovely to see his little smiley face when he scored now Switzerland they did come back into it in the second half but still though it was well contested and and really the Granite Xhaka goal came not out of nothing because Switzerland were probing um, the, the keeper it wasn't it didn't go that far away from him, but he was just unsighted, of course. He saw that, it very, very late. In, in, yeah. that, in that crowd of players. Uh, and then the game kind of opened up a bit more. It was fairly end-to-end. Mm. But if you look at the Serbian midfield, you know, with Matic and Milinkovic-Savic in there and so on, they do have a very compact and tight midfield. And so I, I, I think they'll be very, very disappointed because the ramifications of this are they've got to go and beat Brazil now. Yeah, it feels like three teams should go through from this group. Yeah, completely. Feels like three of them are good enough. And, yeah, that's and, and that's the way, it. isn't it? And, and it'll be inter- It'll be very, very um, mm-hmm. surprising, I think. I know I've just said that we maybe we overrated Serbia a little bit, but they have got a really good first eleven. It seems. Oh, do, oh yeah. It would be it would be surprising for them to not to not go through. Mm. Well, but and it, it, it's, they're up against it. But do, do you know what though? The that it, it's not Brazil, who we'll talk about in a moment. You would expect them now to get in their stride. You know the scenes towards the end of the game where after they scored, the flicks came out and they looked relaxed. But can you think? Do you think Serbia can hurt them though? I do. Yeah, because because I think you know Costa Rica with a tiny bit more quality on the break could have got them, um, and they left it very very late. They did they leave did. it late. I, yeah. I think the worry for for Serbia though is we're starting to see. Brazil wake up. As well, you said about Coutinho's goal in the first game, if they need a moment of magic to get something, they do have it and they will get it. And they, I think we had that again, but they, they were better. But uh, they haven't Costa faced Rica. a centre-forward like Mitro yet. <laughs> we're going back to Switzerland. I mean, they're now 11-4 to with Bet365 to reach the quarter-final of the World Cup. Uh, £10 returns, £37.50, including stake. Of course, the spectre at the feast there is, if they do win the group, they may well face Germany in the, in the second round. Absolutely. Which would be, no, which would be a pretty scant reward for them. Imagine know? that if Brazil, they play Mexican in the second round. Now, people might think, well, Mexico a good side. Absolutely. But the psychological barrier that Mexico will have against Brazil like a lot of South yeah. American teams as we saw in World Cup 2014 Brazil do I mean they do for most teams let's be honest you come up against Brazil and you think it's oh, tough, yeah, it's tough psychologically but I think in Latin America because you know because Mexico sometimes play in the Copper America you know they've been on the end of some results there um, but let's talk about Brazil then it was a huge win for them and uh, I thought that I thought he I didn't I thought he went down a bit easy uh, did, did Cheech but he yeah. did have a push on the back and, and, uh, where was Chong there to save him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not as chilled out as he used to be. No, Old no. Cheech got the basis of that. Yeah, round on the pitch in celebration. Um, I mean, much has been made about Neymar's talking to the referee performance in, yeah. in, in this game. And people say... I, I will was, have a penalty now. Well, it, people say... I am was, Neymar the Redeemer. It, it and is. I redeem myself one penalty. <laughs> yeah. Well, people say, like, the referee... Oh, he's good that referee stood up to him, blah, 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 blah. But he still gave that penalty. He did, yeah. Okay, they overturned but, it. Yeah, but, but it, well, it wasn't his choice, was it? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, 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 I think they've got problems still, Brazil. Oh, I, I mean, they, they, straight, they win 2-0. Obviously, both goals scored in injury time. Um, they found it very hard to find any sort of balance. I mean... It was like, I know Coutinho, Coutinho had a good game and, and down that left-hand side, they're very strong. But William got subbed off and it was almost a bit like, well, to be honest, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter who you play on the right-hand side if you're going to play in that way. Because totally. we said that going into the game, we said that Neymar needs to spend less time 
trying to get the ball in his own half and doing step overs and winning fouls and more time further forward affecting the game. Now, I do think he was better, but I do also think that he is probably the biggest moaner in world football <laughs> and takes it almost personally when he doesn't get a foul whenever he wants. And I, as, as good as a player as he is, of course he is. He's you know, in the top five players in the world without question, in, in my view, and I'm sure many other people's view as well. As good as he is, other senior pros in that dressing room need to get hold of him and say, look, channel this in the right way because at the moment you are detracting from us as much as you are helping us. And when you come up, look, I don't think, Switzerland is the first game, so maybe in the spirit of your uh, attitude, Marcus, you give them a bit of a pass. Costa Rica aren't a very good team. In, there's never, they're never going to win it. They've got to come up against Serbia who have got a bit of quality. After that, go up against a team like Mexico or perhaps Germany. You can't afford to have a passenger. And I'm not saying Neymar is a passenger in the truest sense, as in he's not doing anything. But everything he does, positively, he appears to sort of want to offset that negatively with some ridiculousness. Yeah. And that's not going to work for them in the latter stages of the tournament. I, I, I don't know. Is that, is, I, I think there's a lot of pressure on Neymar. And I think now he's got that goal. Uh, I, Do you I think, think the tears were a relief? Oh, absolutely. Of course. There's so much pressure on him. And yeah. it's pressure. That, I think this is a unique thing to Brazil. If you are the talisman of a Brazilian side and they function with talismans, mm-hmm. we've seen it with Romario, we've seen it with Ronaldo, it stretches as far back as Pele. Because yep. there's that famous story of Pele promising his daddy would win the World Cup after what happened in 1950. Yeah. There, if you are a Neymar-style footballer playing for Brazil, you have to win them a World Cup. You have to. True. Yeah. That's yeah. part of your part of your makeup. Mm-hmm. That's part of the deal of being Brazil striker and being one of those players. And the pressure on that must be absolutely enormous, especially with what happened last time. And I think that now Neymar's off, off and running, mm. I, I think we're going to see more from him. I think he's going to light up this tournament. Yeah, so, I, th- but how, I, 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 think I think that's, that's fair. Yeah, I, I agree. I mm-hmm. think it's a, it's a great point. But how does that affect? That doesn't necessarily mean he has to behave. I mean, you never saw Ronaldo no. behaving in that way. No. That's, that's my, my point is that I'm not saying everything he does, which is ridiculous, um, is is somehow negating all the good stuff he does. I'm just saying it's unnecessary, and he could mm. and he could probably channel his energy in a little bit more of a, a positive way. Yeah, but what, what I mean is, is perhaps is that coming from that pressure? And now that he's, oh, possibly, he's got his yeah. goal, will we will, will that ease? Of course, yeah. There's nothing to say just because he's a really talented player. He's he's as adept at uh, dealing with the pressure in the same way that an, another human being is. Mm. But yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe now he has got a goal. Thought, you could tell he was desperate to score, desperate to make his mark, and yeah. maybe that's informing his decisions in quite a bad way on the pitch. Now he's got one, maybe. He'll, um, he'll kick on. He is actually sixteen to one to be top scorer this summer. Um, Ten pound with bet three six five returns one hundred and seventy, mm. including stake. He's got a long way to go. He's got a bit of catch up mm. to play. But you'd expect Brazil to go deep. You, that you said, would. though, Marcus, am I right in saying if they lose against Serbia, they could be out anyway? Well, that's it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that um, you know our, our our friend Miguel Delaney made a good point. Um, uh, was it today or yesterday that Brazil at the moment? It could go either way. They look like they've got the potential to do what they did in 2014. This sort of pressure cooker environment, mm. people getting a bit emotional, the coach suddenly going on about Neymar, blah, 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 and you think, oh, this could this could explode. I mean, I, I, I don't think it will. I think they will beat Serbia because I think that uh, for those reasons, I think Neymar's kind of like, well, you, again, with that little flick at the end and so on, you saw them go, ah, oh, right, and that was a vital win. If they'd have drawn that game, they'd be third going into the final round of games in in the group. Um, but I, th- I think they probably will beat Serbia, but I don't think it'll be easy. Can I just say as well, for me, I don't know how you guys feel about it, uh, Firmino has to start for them. Well, I mean, that was the bottom. Yeah. He, he, ha- he has to, I think, I know uh, Jesus led, um, laid on a goal and, and I think he hit the woodwork as well. Um, he's a good player, of course he is. I think Firmino has to play through the middle for them. I think, you, I think he has to give him a focal point. He's so good, he's so tireless. He dynamic. gives people, yeah, he gives other teams a lot more to think about, do in my think, view. Do you think we've... 
in, in sort of pre- certainly in 2010 when Spain brought their, their tiki-taka style to the global stage if they hadn't already uh, and one thing or another and I, you know 2014 I appreciate Germany won and they had closer up front but at this tournament it's quite interesting the target man if that's maybe the right expression or certainly the focal point of attack does seem perhaps more important mm. than it has in, in previous years maybe with um, you're saying about Firmino I totally agree look at France what France sure, have yeah. done with, with, well, with Giroud are you, Kane's very are you drunk on Mitro Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, and but I, they, they wouldn't. Be, I mean, the, well, the thing, I was going to say. Sorry, just to say, I think Germany really lacked that against Mexico. Hmm. I think Timo Werner is a very good player, but he's not that. Maybe they'll start with Gomez then. But I think th- that's the chat. That, that, Sweden today, aren't they? That uh, is the chat. And, and you know, the Mitro thing. I know it's like a half set in jest, but he is a really important player for them. I think. I think if they, if they, um, if they play with a different type of forward with the formation they play, I don't think they'd be as effective. And Mitro, I mean. What about, I mean, when he got wrestled to the ground, the, the defenders had to do that. Of course. Yeah. And, and I know finishing is essentially the most important part of being a forward. So what I'm about to say is potentially a little bit nonsensical. But if Mitro had taken his chances, he could have had four or five goals already this yep. tournament. Mm. Um, so he is busy. He is causing teams problems. He is causing even a team who I think we can all agree, even if we've underrated them, Switzerland are defensively very solid. Um, he caused them all sorts of problems, all yeah. sorts. And it was it was classic, wasn't it? Lick Steiner involved in the wrestling, and I just yeah. thought, yeah, that's old. Uh, that's Listen, big Stefan for you. Exactly what Arsenal need. <laughs> Good exactly news for whoever's clubbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, little mention for Douglas Costa's stepovers, Luke. You were raging on the WhatsApp. I wasn't raging. It was just more of an observation. You had a Roy Keane moment. You got you guys what you guys. Uh, no, don't say that because you're painting. <laughs> Listen, you know this is the last thing I need because I I've made never the, seen so many expletives. I yeah. made the point about free kicks taking too long, and then Mark Lawrence made the important and now oh, I feel like no. I'm in some sort of grumpy old man club. And, and yeah. let me tell you something that, that it is just you and Laura at the moment because I tell you who on no, the, I've in, had a few tweets I've had a few tweets about yeah. Yeah. Okay, I tell you who in the media is having a wonderful time in Russia Chris Sutton yeah Really? That, that country is good for that man's yeah. soul he is absolutely loving when being you, there when you is it, what actually he's very Positive. Oh, he's doing. He's, he's doing on, on, on the radio. He's doing like quizzes about different cities he's in. He, oh, can't, wow. he can't get enough of it. Yeah. He's, oh, you have not seen architecture yeah. until you've been at yeah. St. Petersburg. He's coming. You know, he's not, oh, he's and and if you if you didn't have a, a really really good show to listen to already, yes. perhaps you might <laughs> consider going and listen to him on on the radio. But you don't need to. No, you don't so take our word for it. Douglas Costa. I made the point <laughs> that, and I think Douglas Costa obviously is a fantastic player. So excited to watch. Very quick. Very tricky. Great on the ball and all the rest of it. But if you've noticed, he always does exactly two step overs. Yeah. Mm. And if I'm coming at it as someone who, when I played as an amateur footballer, I played as a defender, I'm thinking, right, great. Well, he's going to do two every time. So yeah. I'll just wait for him to get them out of the way. Then I'll try and get the ball off him. Of course, I'm not saying I would be able to get the ball off Douglas Luke's, Costa, but some of those professional defenders may be able Luke's to. Speaking from experience, suggesting that he'd be able to deal with Douglas Costa. No. That's not what I said. Fuming about how easily <laughs> he tackled Douglas Costa. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, it's going to be like the Panama Papers. I'm going to publish all these WhatsApp <laughs> to exonerate myself. I think we're all agreed that the, the person who would be the most worried isn't among us yeah. today. I think, <laughs> I think the scales might fall from a few Marcus Speller fans' eyes. That's mm. absolute rubbish. Outrageous by me, rubbish. that, isn't it? Time for a break, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. After, reset which, ourselves. after which, we'll talk about Nigeria and Iceland. See you in a moment. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Remember that one fondly. What's uh, it from? Columbia. I can't. Is it the Columbia game? Okay. <clears throat> and uh, then afterwards. Oh, 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, Gordon Bennett, it yeah. is. What did I tell you guys? I watched that in a wet, muddy field at Glastonbury in 1990. Yeah, you did. You really? Yeah. How about that, eh? Yeah, it's a terrible memory. Memory lane with mm. Luke Moore. Um, Nigeria are right back in the runnings. They are. They, they really, really are. If they get a point against Argentina, it will probably be enough to go through. It's a tall order now for Iceland. They they really could have done with a win. They came they came out the traps pretty fast actually, which is something that we don't really associate with with yeah. Iceland well, unless we, they're playing England. We identified this game as the one. <laughs> they, they, they went they, a goal down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely, I'm absolutely right. They, 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 they will find it. The only I don't know how you feel about it, but they're only. Light at the end of the tunnel is that Croatia have already qualified. Yeah, but I, I think Croatia are far too professional to uh, to slip up. And I suppose Iceland will have to come at them and attack them. That would be interesting to see. It actually will probably make for a better game, actually. But I um, yeah, I was gutted for them. really, really was. But Nigeria were very, very good. They, they mixed it up a lot. They were a completely different side to, to what we saw against Croatia. It's one of those ones, isn't it? You gutted for Iceland, but really pleased for Nigeria. Definitely. Because Nigeria just weren't that great, were they, in their, in their right. opening game against Croatia. And you thought to yourself... Oh come on! Yeah, don't don't just turn up and and just. Uh, but they uh, but they used the first Marcus. They used their first game 
um, to as a, as a bit of a learning experiment as well. well he tactically as, switched it right yeah, up. He, and he changed some players as well. I think it was the right move to play um, Iheanacho up front. I think he's more mm. of a dangerous prospect in the right, and, and, and fair to say he got the selection right with Musa, wasn't it? Yeah, did they yeah. play two up front in that game. Did they play two up front in the first game? I no, it was remember. more of a 4-2-3-1. Okay, right. And I think it was Igalu who played up front in the first game. It was, yeah. And he had Iwobi in there as well. He had Mikel, hmm. John Obi Mikel playing a more well, sort of number Mi- 10 role. Mikel played in a much more natural position for his skills. Right. And he was much more able to dictate. I think they realised that Iceland are a robust team, so they needed a bit of steel in there. And Mikel um, is far better suited to that role. Playing him further forward, we even called that before the Croatia game. We said, look, that's not the right position for him. He's I played th- that before for Nigeria, but I know what you mean. He's, but for the vast majority of his career, he hasn't. Hmm. You know, so it was, it was very difficult. But going to that 3-5-2, the back three... Is, uh, is is a weapon for, for some teams and it certainly proved to be for Nigeria but they're right back in the runnings and it's going to be a fascinating fixture against Argentina yeah. they've played each other so many times mm. these two was it a 3-2 last time around I think it might have been yeah, yeah. Th- this is the most World Cup game apart from any game that involves Mexico yeah <laughs> that's true um, what, what did you think I mean I think Sigurdsson missed his penalty in the 81st mm. minute which would have made for a good last it, 10 minutes you know what it was, for me... Uh, you could see he was going to miss absolutely. that. The run-up was too short. He's, he's, it's almost like his mind wasn't there, his kind of heart wasn't in it. Overthinking it. Yeah. Thinking, I, I am the Premier League player here. I'm the one that's got to take everything by the scruff of the neck. I'm going to do something a bit different. And the fact that I am a quality player validates that being the right choice. Mm. And, and that was wrong. I think Andy Gray. Bad decision. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, I am the best player. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I just... Get off the mic! Uh, yeah. It's it's such a strange one because you say when he, <laughs> when he when he um, when he took that penalty, I just yeah, so obviously he was going to miss really, and uh, stop that, Jim. Yeah, Jim, and, trying uh, to put off Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but um, I, I, did, you, did you think it was a penalty anyway? I, obviously, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it, that was VAR as well, wasn't it? It was VAR. Yeah, but that I mean that was that was an easy one, easy one to. Well, wasn't the ref good at the first time then? Um, it's like the third time that's happened. Yeah, like that's that's one of the consequences, I suppose. The referees are now the refs now double check and maybe doubt themselves. Yeah, yeah. well, it was the right decision was made. But what I'm saying is, Sigurdsson steps up. Obviously, he's their their best player and so on and so forth. I just I just wonder, is there a kind of is there, was there someone else who could have taken that penalty and could the manager have, have maybe stepped in? I don't know, but I suppose even if they did score, they they didn't look like maybe getting another one. They didn't. They lost two nil anyway. Another game of two halves. Nigeria did turn it on in that second half. Let's well, talk- I think I think my, my my take on that, by the way, was just that because Nigeria played this three central midfielders type thing with Atebo, Mikel and Ndidi, all good players in my view, mm. um, Iceland tired really badly and they, and they always felt like they had, a, especially in the second half, because I think it was quite warm there as well, mm-hmm. in the second half they tired and they were getting, and there's no coincidence that Nigeria looked much better in the second half, a lot more energy, they had a lot more, they, they essentially had a man over in the midfield. I'm mm. surprised the, um, the coach of Iceland didn't change it. What a uh, goal from Musa, though, that first one. Uh, yeah, that was a lovely one. Yeah. It was one of the goals of the tournament, that. It was so good. And, that take. But again, that it just shows you in tournaments. And this is one of the great things about tournament football is because over a course of a season, yeah, goal can give you confidence and so on and so forth. But of course, it's it's not the same in, in that kind of uh, uh, you know atmosphere of, of the, the short-term mm. tournament. And Musa, when he scored that goal, it gave them all such a lift. And so, yeah. you know, he had one off the bar. They were taking shots. You, they, they are now alive. And that is yeah. bad news for Argentina. Argentina, 
yes, they would have wanted Iceland not to win the game. So that, that was the, the first point. But they would have rather, you know, a draw or maybe Nigeria kind of squirm to a 1-0 win or something. But the way Nigeria finished the game, Musa getting the second, them all celebrating, they will go into that yeah. game thinking, we will get chances against Argentina. Because Argentina, they look like they've got gaps in their defence. Uh, if they try and play a high line, and Nigeria have got a bit of bit of pace that could yeah they're going to scare them, them. Especially Nigeria don't count them out because they were they could finish second mm. in this group yeah the Nigeria from that game was was looked a different team from the, the Croatia game and, and that is the absolute last thing that Argentina that was needs. great to see I them realistically Nigeria only need a draw as well don't they which could be dangerous to go into the game and yeah. they, they would be relying on Iceland not beating Croatia but uh-huh. I think that's probably a fair reliance to make but I yeah. wonder I just wonder what the, the mood is like in the Argentina camp will they get a lift from that or will they think Oh, we'd rather it just all be over. And we, yeah, you, know, well, just, uh, well, you really don't know. Their, we, their press will be tearing into them at the moment, but uh, that in itself might create a siege mentality. I mean, it seems crazy that Argentina could still get through the group, and it's, it's not even that unlikely, but but we'll see. Um, the thing I was going to say about that first goal, uh, you sort of touched on this a little bit yourself, Marcus, is a goal like that, when it's at a World Cup, mm. it's like it's encased in amber forever to be sort of <laughs> reanimated later on and enjoyed for generations to come. And I think a lot has been made about how good the ice fans have been and they have um, and the thunderclap was 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 in ever was was on show and was brilliant although the nigeria fans did it which i didn't like <laughs> was that um, not a tribute to the it, it, pa- perhaps fans? but i don't know <laughs> little world cup dig a little exactly. world cup oh, yeah, dig. if you're doing it why can't we do yeah, it yeah but the, the, obviously everyone's been talking about the peru fans the panama fans have come in for a lot of um, credit as well but the nigeria fans yeah. are consistently amazing and they, they deserved <laughs> that they deserve their kit they deserve that goal <laughs> they deserve <laughs> that win and they're brilliant and i hope we see more of them jim if argentina squeezed to a 1-0 win overnight Nigeria and go through would it be the most underwhelming group stage performance <laughs> <Wouldn't> it, <laughs> to yeah. qualify in living memory Absolutely but this is would. the thing when you think yeah, we're all saying oh but they've got Messi they've got this but you can't really see it happening. I don't well, you know. say that, but I mean, it's easy to come away from this Iceland game saying Nigeria were worthy winners, but they gave up some chances early on and Iceland didn't take them. True. They also gave away a penalty, which Iceland didn't take. Mm-hmm. That result, could, and Iceland could have... Re- I know Nigeria dominated the second half at large, but Iceland could have snuck a point there. Yes. If they'd scored that early, those early couple of chances... Mm-hmm. And, take, and taking a penalty, which was given to them, they could have come out about that with a draw. I know what you're saying. So Nigeria are no way infallible. They're not, they're not invaluable. No, they're, they're not. But I know not, I'm not going to say. Argentina are shit. Agree. <laughs> but Argentina need to win. They will leave gaps at the back. And we've seen the pace of, of Musa and Moses and one or two others in there. I'm, you know, it'd it, it, it be very interesting, and it's a game I'm sure everyone is looking forward yeah. to seeing. We spoke about this with the Croatia two great game as kits well. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, classic, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But uh, what happens if they get a penalty? The pressure on that, yeah. pressure on Messi if they get a penalty at nil nil. Blimey, yeah. blimey, O'Reilly. Pressure on Sigurdsson as well if they get a penalty. Absolutely yeah. right. Uh, let's yeah. turn our attention to today's fixtures: Belgium versus Tunisia. It'll be interesting to see how Tunisia get on mm. and see how good England really are. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, you know, I, I'm, I've been a bit confused um, by. Sort of how positive everyone's been about Belgium after their game against Tunisia because in the first half they looked very frustrated. Um, sorry, against Panama, of mm-hmm. course, they looked very frustrated. Um, there was a lot's been made of this 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 stuff that Hazard's been saying about Lukaku. 
um, saying that apparently he was anonymous in the first half and how you know they needed to give him a rocket up his ass at half time and all this other stuff. Of course, he went on to get a couple of goals or whatever. But Belgium against Panama winning three 0 based on that first half performance, I wasn't impressed with them at all, and I thought Panama were dreadful. Mm. Now I understand that's probably going to come back and bite me tomorrow <laughs> when England play them. But Tunisia, I think, are probably a little bit better and a little bit more robust than they've got credit for. Tunisia better than Panama, hundred percent. So it will be a fascinating encounter because if Tunisia can nick something, that throws this group wide open. It's, it, this is one of those ones where the Panama coach said, England was a game that we were targeting, we can get something out of. And you just think, yeah, they'll look at some of the performances of England in recent tournaments yeah. and they'll say, look, we can, get, we can get at this lot. I'm just hoping that we've got over that. that yeah. Uh, yeah, that we're not taking this game for granted. But you, you mean, presumably you guys think Belgium will, I mean, I said yesterday that it'll be interesting if they get something. Tunisia but Belgium presumably... you'd expect Belgium to win right. but Tunisia need to get something as you say so I don't know whether that goes in um, Belgium's favour or not because Tunisia will show more attacking ambition than they did against England they showed very very little but they defended quite well against England at times I don't know, obviously there was a number of chances England play, uh, England created so how do they play that against Belgium? I, I just think Belgium have got the hallmarks of a team that if it doesn't go well for them early on and you can argue that England are a bit like this as well because yeah. England always start very fast Belgium look to me, early to say, but they look to me like a team that if it doesn't go well for them, they start to get frustrated. They start to struggle. And I don't rate the manager to change it up. I don't think he's got the power in the dressing to do so. And I don't think he's, he's particularly good, particularly defensively, as, as a lot of people would say. So this game is a big litmus test for them. Tunisia are a robust quite highly rated team. I think they're the highest ranked African team at the competition. 20, 21st, I think. In the yeah, so there's, there's, there's questions to answer here still for Belgium, which they'll do this afternoon. Um, don't want to go too much into it, because of course, by the time a lot of people hear this, the game would have already been played. But um, it will throw the route wide open if Belgium don't win. Very much so. Uh, South Korea versus Mexico. Will Mexico be brilliant again? Totally different challenge for them now. Mm. Um, uh, the coach said that he prepared for about, what, six months before the Germany game? Yeah. Well, we'll find out if he did any preparations for the other games. Yeah. He's, he's taken these games that come. <laughs> We've got six months on this one. We only had a few days on South Korea. Um, <laughs> so we expect to lose 7-0. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, they've got the three points. They can relax a little bit. South Korea need to go at them because they were they were very disappointing against Sweden and they need something. And they could all but be out South Korea after two games. You don't want that. Well, yeah. Sweden-South Korea was one of the poorer games that we've seen. It and was. You wonder how much of that was down to Sweden because... They like to play in, in a certain way, which is you know perfectly legitimate and, mm-hmm. and fine for them to do so. Um, maybe we'll find a bit more about South Korea today because they Mexico will play in the way they play, and that will give South Korea opportunities. I would have thought. That said, Germany couldn't make the most of anything, so um, we'll, we'll see. To, for me, Germany Sweden is the is most oh yes, game. oh yes, because this is a must win for Germany for sure. Sweden can sit back and defend, and they're good at that. They are, yeah. They take a point as well. Yeah. Would, would, would and, and and. We spoke to Andy Brassel, who's out there, obviously, and, and he, sa- he said he, he was either at the Germany press conference or he saw it, and he said that Yogi Love was being very dismissive of any notion that Germany were in trouble. But yet, what's come out over the last couple of days from, I think, Manuel Neuer is that they had a ma- essentially a massive bust-up in the dressing room after the game, the German team. It doesn't sound like a happy camp. Yeah, and so you wonder who's who's telling the truth. I mean, you'd imagine Neuer's being truthful there. Yeah. I find it interesting when this stuff comes out. I perfectly understand the idea <laughs> that when you're in a group of people and, and you want to achieve something, you have a few disagreements and, and, and that happens. I don't think it's ne- necessary to, to release it to the press. Well, are the, German, are the German press not doing their job, Luke? Are they oh, not this, trying to help the team? Let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah. but, but listen, 
draw or Sweden is eight to five with better three six five in this game against Germany. So ten pound returns twenty six pound. Should the Swedes get a point or better in? Let's face it, a result the world wants to see. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of um, the, the the story about Marcus Berg? Of course, who plays up front for Sweden. He's let out his apartment due, uh, to a competition winner back in Sweden just for for the group stages, um, which suggests that he doesn't think they're going to go very far. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I will need it back. Yeah. <laughs> Berg provided uh, travel to Gothenburg, which is where the apartment is, and arranged to pay uh, the bill um, uh, at a number of restaurants in his in his. Uh, in what, his why city. is he doing this? I don't know. But uh, but uh, Jesper, the lucky competition winner, said he was very pleased, of course, that Sweden won the first game. He was loving it. He had some of his mates around uh, in the apartment. I assume that was, uh, uh, you know, signed off by Berg yeah. himself. But he also added, ah, oh, but Marcus Berg should have scored. <laughs> All right. And I thought, well, what more yeah, do you want him to give you? Do you reckon the phone, every time the home phone rings, he's like, right, give it down. <laughs> it might be Marcus. What are you doing? Nothing. Having a glass of wine. Listening to a bit of classical music. You know, in fact, I'm actually staying at the hotel yeah, next yeah. door. Is that Ronaldinho in the background? No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought to myself, this is, this is uh, mildly reminiscent of when Ronaldinho let his, out, uh, let his yeah. uh, house out during the Brazil World Cup. Yeah. Although I think um, the clientele it attracts is probably a little bit different. What do you mean by that, Marcus? I think we all know what I mean. <laughs> all right. Let's drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, Luke, what is our best bet with Bet365? Yeah, we were very close with our last best bet. We had over three and a half goals in Argentina, Croatia, and it was 3-0, sadly. Um, but we're going back in for England, of course, this time around. Tomorrow afternoon, they play Panama, of course. And we've, we can't really do anything other than a patriotic bet, really, can we? So, <laughs> I've gone for England to win both halves. Right. So they need to win both halves. Take the halves as separate from the game. They have mm-hmm. to win both of them. It's eleven to eight. So fifty pounds with bet three six five returns one hundred and eighteen pounds seventy five. Um, all proceeds, of course, go to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of eighteen to gamble, and do gamble responsibly. Uh, for more information on that, go to begambleaware.org. England to win both halves. Let's have it going. Come on, Gareth, guys. Yes, football <laughs> with your unicorns and your lovely times. And don't forget um, our World Cup song, uh, It's the World Cup Brackets, <laughs> I Love This Tawny, is available on iTunes to download now for 99p. It better not be. It's not. Because no. <laughs> we, need, we need to write a verse or two. Yeah. yeah. I've got it in my locker, don't worry. And we need to factor in a Pete Donaldson rap. I've got a, um, I've got a Skype call with uh, Ricky Wilson of the Kaiser Chiefs later, so <laughs> he's going to give me a few pointers. Yeah, And also yeah. it's a squad freshness rap. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yes, of course. Featuring Plastic Bertrand. Forgive me. Uh, well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. We're off to watch a load of football again, as I'm sure you are too. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Later. And thank you from me and from London. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.